unto your soul. Welcome to What's on Your Souls, a relational podcast where you can relax and enjoy conversation, inspiration, encouragement, and motivation in a judgment-free space. Don't continue to drag around that emotional debris. Here's what's next on this episode. Having sat with quite a few parents and had conversations is, in some ways, that's a still a very novel concept. But the irony of that is we already know that we don't know everything. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do feel like I'm pretending grown up. Have a seat on the porch and let's examine what's on your souls. This is Mia and I'm so glad to have you back on the porch today. I am still sitting here with Jerry. Jerry and I have not left the space. We're at rocking chair level looking out at the road before us and just reflecting. We left off from our previous podcast just talking about parenting in general and that it can be difficult and that life in itself is difficult. And so I guess the question that we pose to Jerry at this point is what happened next? Well, it was definitely a mama bear moment for me when our daughter um, had a a challenging situation happen to her in middle school where she was in all reality sexually harassed by an older boy. the mama bear and papa bear and all of us has to come out when something so great egregious happens to our children and we want to be that protector and we want to jump in and we want to save the day put that cape on as you will um but sometimes it requires us to just be the bummer i'm so sorry that's happened to you um, the mama bear has to be more about um pushing them out into the to the wilderness, pushing them out into the river to catch their own salmon rather than um, having them be fed the salmon. How do you know, Jerry? Like, I, I think <clears> I've <throat> asked this before, but I really do want to know, and I know we're going to do a deeper dive a little bit. How do you know when to do what? You don't. I don't think you just have to uh, trust in yourself. I think the best thing you can do is have as, as, as open communication with your child as you possibly can. And I say child, and it could be offspring, it could be young adult. Uh, having that conversation, having that child uh, establish a rapport that allows them to come back to you um, so that you um, freak out, but not freak out to the point where your child doesn't want to uh, um, be, let you in on the journey. And I think it, uh, maybe possibly another important part is to examine your motives. That's part mm. of what is on the sole of your shoes, right? Is why am I so worked up about this? Exactly. Is this my stuff? Well, it's true. I mean, I think we always have to look back on our own our own experiences and see if that is coloring or tainting the... Uh, coloring can be a good thing or tainting in a bad way the, the scenario and the story that's playing out in front of you. It's a lot to be uh, dismantled in this conversation. So we're going to take a pause on our porch. We're going to take our shoes off, put our legs up and cross them or whatever yoga pose you want to do with that. And then we're going to keep it moving. So we'll be back in just a moment. More conversation on the way from What's On Your Souls with Mia. In the meantime, if you have a comment, log on with your laptop or smartphone to miaembro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H.com. From the audio player, click the leave a comment link. Let your voice be heard. Now, back to more of What's On Your Souls. Okay. So, Jerry, we're back on the porch. Your shoes off? Shoes are off. Soles turned up? Soles ready to uh, share. And okay. So, we're going to look. So, I know that uh, the listening friends probably have a lot of questions twirling around in their head. Things like, 
What did your husband have to say about all of this going on? Well, certainly. What I did not say, part of the rest of the story, is yes, our daughter and this young man were in band together, but they also had the same private lesson piano teacher. And so we kind of knew the parents, and uh, Rick certainly was willing to pick up the phone and give a call to the father and let him know what was going on, but our daughter was very adamant that she wanted to handle this. Proved to be important to her to have some good skills. Um, and fortunately, even though there was a backlash and school year ended soon, so we were able to uh, let things lie and go away. And this young man went off to high school and she was gonna be an eighth grader, so we had a break. And then we forgot that she was gonna be a ninth grader when he was gonna be a 10th grader back in the same band. And school started and she reminded us that this young man and her were, you know, there's three, four bands in high school and darn if they weren't in the same band again. And we talked about skills and strategies and letting counselors know if he crossed the line or did anything inappropriate. And we were ready to, you know, equip her again with what she needed to have. And then suddenly she was talking about sitting at the same lunch table with a group of kids and he was one of the kids in the lunch table. And then there was conversation about being in the band hall. And then there was conversation about small groups and they were kind of in the same small group together. And Mama Bear got kind of anxious about all of this. And then one day she came home and said, I need to talk to you about something. And I said, okay, what? This is gonna be an old, no mom, it's not, I don't think. I said, what? She said, well, this young man and her ended up being in a practice room together. And I'm like, oh dear heavens, what's happened? And she said, mom, he looked at me and said, how do you talk to me? And she said, what do you mean? He goes, after all that I did to you, how do you speak to me? And she said, because I believe in forgiveness and grace and mercy. Well, and I went, <laughs> just sit Seriously, on, she is, sweetheart. <laughs> just be still for a moment. Oh, that whole grace and mercy thing. That's a whipping of a dog, if anything, right? It's a whipping and a dog. And, mm -hmm. I, and I was like, well, you might be, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done yet or what have you. And, and that's, <laughs> that's when I realized that this parenting journey is a two-way street. What do you mean by two-way? that we need to brace ourselves and prepare ourselves for the lessons our children are going to teach us. So I think what you're saying, because you keep this at a rocking chair level, is that the whole parenting journey is not just about us cultivating and helping rear children, but it's also about the lessons that they teach us because we too are on a journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I asked Rick today, actually, what lessons have our children taught him? I think that's an important question we need to ask. Every parent needs to ask, what is my child teaching me about my own personal journey? You know what's interesting about that? Um, having sat with quite a few parents and had conversations is, in some ways, that's a, still a very novel concept. Mm -hmm. Well, we think we're supposed to be the large and in charge. And we're, we're the supposed parents, to know everything. And we're supposed to know everything, and if we don't, we have to act like it. Right. But the irony of that is we already know that we don't know everything. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I do feel like I'm pretending grown up because I promise <laughs> I do well and I have to take your your soul analogy to another level that our children are their own souls and those souls 
I don't know, didn't come from us. I don't know where they came from, but they came from somewhere else. And those souls are here to also teach us a lesson. And so the lesson was, yes, this young man and my daughter had piano lessons together. And at the end of that school year, the piano teacher had them doing a piano duet together. She had no idea. Of course not. She had no idea. People never have an idea. They have no idea. And And I was like, what? So not only did our child teach us about forgiveness and grace and mercy, she demonstrated it for us. And so we went to her recital and watched her sit on a piano and perform and make music um, with a boy who I hope in his heart of hearts grew and changed and became a better young man for the experience. And I'll go back to what we said in the first segment. If we had interfered, I don't know if he would have gotten that lesson. What are your takeaways from this, Jerry? Uh, our children are here to teach us. Our children are here. Gosh for, darn it. <laughs> do what? Darn it. <laughs> don't like it. I know. I know. We're not. I just sweet. need them to do what I want them to do I when I want it. them to do it and how I want them to do it and do it well. Do you hear me? Yes, I do. And. You know, the one time that I think our daughter listened to us, I wish she hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Who are we to put such a demand? But I do want to say to those listening, it is so, we do not take away from the difficulty of it. It is such a challenging concept that they are going to teach us something. And it's some of that, it's a calls for a facet of surrendering. And I hate that too. I don't know. So did you ever ask your daughter why she decided to extend grace and mercy? I think she was so surprised by it. Um, the thing that makes my heart so happy is that was just her response. That something inside of her, is what it that's is. just her reflex. And so, wow. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope, and I'm given the situation that I have the same reflex. I hope I've learned from her too. So we're privileged. I want to thank her for allowing you to share her story because that is her story. And then I want to thank you as my friend for coming and sitting and pouring out on the porch so that those that are behind us can move towards better in a proactive stance versus a reactive stance and that we have somehow created a moment of pause of consideration when they are faced with maybe a similar situation in the life of their child, trusting their child and the competency of their child, but still being right there, walking alongside them. Not the helicopter blade not being so loud. <laughs> True. All right. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you. Okay, so we're going to take a pause on this porch for a minute, Jerry. All right. Just rock for a few seconds, let you stretch your legs, and then we're going to come back and do our final reflections on the porch uh, and move through there. We'll be right back. While we're having great conversation with What's on Your Souls with Mia Imbro, we wanted to thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you at miaembro.com. There you can get caught up on previous shows, comment, or even give us feedback. All right, let's get back to our final segment as we wrap up What's on Your Souls. Hey, Jerry, we're back. Hey, Mia. Sun is going down. The breeze is changing. It's almost time to go in the house. But before we put our shoes back on, I would love to hear just a couple more reflections and considerations in regards to parenting from you. We talked about from the very beginning that life is difficult. The bottom line is parenting is difficult. 
And I think it's really okay for us to be in conversation with our kids and say, I may not be doing this right. I love you. I care for you deeply. And I want what's best for you. And I might screw this up along the way. We, we jokingly told our kids that we'd pay for the first hour of therapy. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their own on the second part after yeah. that. Yeah. Sometimes my daughter will say, Mom, I need two hours. It's like, okay, <laughs> we'll pay for the two hours. Um, but just know that. The other thing we say to our kids regularly is you can blame us until you're 25. And then? And then you're on your own. You need to figure it out. You know, it's okay to blame us because we probably have screwed up. But at 25, isn't that when the prefrontal cortex is supposed to be closing? That is correct, And, and they're Jerry. supposed to be able to make really good and correct. smart decisions Look at that at point. You. you are correct. And so we say at 25, you know, try, blame us now. And then take ownership. And then it. take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. And so our daughter will be 24 next month, and she's got one more year to blame us. And then she's got to be on her own. But I think there's more of that in terms of, you know, how important it is as us as parents just to love them. But then as much as we can, give them the tools we can along the way, and then let them at it. Let them have at it. And be aware of what we ourselves are bringing, dredging in on our souls from our unreconciled and unresolved storylines in our life. Right. What, what is it that's our expectations and our expectations realistic and appropriate? And where'd they come from? Exactly. Yeah, and how we vetted that. And what is the, what is the ultimate uh, outcome? That our children can be self-reliant, resilient, and contributing citizens in the world. We hope, we hope, we pray, and we pray. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Mia. We are always privileged just to sit here on the porch and to hope that something that we have said in our dialogue has proven to be relevant and sufficient enough for others to take and apply to their life. It's been a pleasure and an honor to spend time with you here on the porch. It's been my honor. Till we meet again, may you find rest for yourself. As we bring another episode to a close, we want to thank you and check out our website at miaembro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H dot com. Leave us a message or feedback. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes. And join us next time as we discuss what's on your souls.